0: kids but oh boy do we hate our leaders
1: my name is bellamy jr your host and today we are here with sam from the uk hi sam hey how are you doing today
0: i'm doing good um i worked a night shift last night uh 12 hour shifts and so i woke up about a couple of hours ago so oh so I you're sound, here i sound slightly sleepy that's that's my excuse but <laughs> But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I woke up.
1: I woke up maybe um two hours ago myself. So we're we're oh, we're, we're okay. in some of the boats. Yeah, I ate breakfast
0: and then sat insane. down and, and and now we're on. Now we're on here. Yeah, I often find that um, me on nights just linked up much better with my friends in the states on kind of more normal <laughs> time than my 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 local friends. So it's not the worst thing.
1: That's <laughs> all right. But you you get to you get to dabble um between friend groups. It's almost like you're switching. When you work night shift, you switch to the U.S. for exactly.
0: I can <laughs> I can dip in and out, and then my Austra- Australian friends too. Obviously, then they're a whole another breed, but it all works pretty but well. That
1: that sounds good. Then I'm glad it's working out for you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. we'll just jump in. I told you the structure of it. Um, we'll do an intro. We'll we'll do the more personal questions, and then we'll go to like a a fun sort of multiple choice at the end. Yeah. Um, but we'll go sounds ahead good. and um we'll go ahead and jump in. Uh, mm-hmm. Who was, the, uh, who was the last person you spoke to?
0: Um, before you, the last person I spoke to was actually the guy that I got a, a ride home from work with, who is a Muslim guy by the name of Tanvir, and he's my, my regular lift guy.
1: What, what's his name again? Tanvir. Tanvir. Tanvir, yeah. Does he, he's, you said he's a coworker.
0: Yeah, he's a co-worker. He's a Pakistani guy who works for our work. Oh okay. And he lives he lives fairly near me so we have a little lift lift share.
1: Scheme. How long um how long have you been working with him?
0: Um a couple of years now yeah,
1: just coming up. You guys like uh do you do you chat outside of like the the back and forth at work and like the the ride?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah from time to time yeah he will text me and say hey you I'm going to go to this market and want to come with me so like yeah oh, to pay the world, so. that sounds nice. So, yeah, he's a good guy is he
1: is he in your age group
0: um he's a little younger than me he's um probably about your age i guess okay so um, yeah but he's an interesting guy he he was married and then his marriage didn't work out which was a uh. as i understand it, it can be a big deal for some muslims um but he's still very involved in his kid's life uh, he's got a couple of kids um and he he's got a house sort of near where his wife lives or his ex-wife lives, and so he's doing the dad thing. So I can relate to that being a single dad myself. Um, yeah. But yeah, he seems to be a, a nice chap.
1: Yeah, he sounds like it. Does he? Um, has he seen? Has he seen your shirt? Does he? Does he like your shirt?
0: I'm I'm trying to think if I've ever worn it He would probably <laughs> laugh if he saw it because I I don't think he's any a particular fan. of the I, I should <laughs> zoom out with the shirt. The thing is that. He, I think he's, he fully embraces my brand. I think it's, 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 it's for all my friends. Must to be honest.
1: <laughs> for um for everyone listening, um Sam is wearing a I still hate Margaret Thatcher shirt that I absolutely adore. Um, so that's the that's the subject that, that, that I had I, to find a way to work that into the conversation, and I wanted to get it in early because it's a great shirt.
0: Beautiful. Well, I have a matching mug as well.
1: Um, oh so. God! Oh no! That's great.
0: That is I outstanding. Can, I can. I can do the full outfit. I hope at some point to diversify into pants and a hat. And, and then I'm just, I'm just going full anti-thatch. That ought to be my, you know, I think I'll walk down the street and I'll be like, Hey, it's the guy. Hey, it's Thatcher again. And it's weird actually when I wear this shirt around town, I, I live in a, in a sort of smallish city in the UK, um, formerly industrial city, that's now kind of, well, it's got rid of the industry. So, you know, there isn't much. Um, and, you know, I, my, My family, historically, was a mining family, so you might understand the particular antipathy that people from a mining background have for somebody who completely wrecked um, the industry. Yeah. So, um, but my area generally, it's 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 pretty diverse, it's pretty mixed. It's it's an urban situation. But it's amazing how I wear the shirt and I'll get people like from 16-year-old girls coming up and going, great T-shirt, to 70-year-old guys coming of and shaking my hand and going, well, maybe not shaking my hand so much during coronavirus, but the rest of the time, it's handshakes and kind of like, yeah, we still remember that bitch. it's you know, so. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so I think it unites people. He's here. It unites people. I occasionally get the sort of the... Um, middle-aged Karen kind of looking down her nose at me. But but even some of those, you've, it's surprising some of those will be looking at me and I'll think, oh, here, it's, here it comes. And she'll be like, yeah, I can't stand her either. And, oh, okay. So I think it's quite sort of demographic um, trend, yeah, crossing. So it's good.
1: It's, it's funny how, how in seemingly democratic societies, like the most well-known leaders are often the most hated and somehow they still manage to, yeah. you know, run things. But
0: you know but we we both live in countries where things are not being run extremely well at the moment yeah
1: yeah safety, yeah, yeah. Arguably, that arguably have not been well run well for ever
0: ever yeah yeah literally ever um because you know you've <laughs> got a you've got like which management style are we having in this election are we having the particularly evil conservatives or the kind of slightly cuddly conservatives oh it's those ones right yeah. <laughs> and which do you actually hate more mm, not sure so <laughs> yeah one day one day when the revolution comes we'll we'll actually have a government that we can believe in and then of course they'll be shit right? yeah well yeah so, i i, I we'll, we'll see
1: we'll see I, I have little <laughs> faith but but hopefully I know you
0: have very little faith but, <laughs> but i i have to believe in the human capacity for change because otherwise then you might as well just you know put me in a box now so
1: so what was the um what was the last thing um that you that you listened to? do you listen to a lot
0: uh, it, well in, in terms of uh, podcast or music or, or
1: i mean whatever whatever it is you listen to
0: actually the last thing I listened to was um, a coworker who is Hungarian sent me some um i don't know how you would describe it some sort of metal music I guess you would say it is okay. um, and he he likes to send me different kinds of music um, because we have conversations about stuff. And he realized that I'm open to hearing things that aren't necessarily in my immediate ballpark. Mm-hmm. So he'll send me some kind of like weird off-the-wall kind of jazz metal fusion where all the instruments are playing in a different time signature. But every now and again, they hit the same beat. So if you listen to it for a little while, first, it, it sounds like... a Metal band falling downstairs, and then you'll listen longer, and you'll be like, Oh no, I can, I can kind of see there's like, there is a if you listen for a few more bars, there's actually an underpinning ongoing rhythm to it. And I'd like, Actually, I can kind of start to get this now, but it just it really does sound like a syncopated kind of like nightmare to start with. You're just like, What the hell is he sending me now? (laughs) But but I kind of like that. He's he's a guy that I, I work with quite regularly, and I think we appreciate each other because we're both questioners and kind of um, people who, who who like to include rather than exclude. Yeah. So it's it, it, it's really good to work with him. He's one of those kind of technical guys in the area that I'm working at the moment and runs a lot of the sort of the, the, mm-hmm. the fancy clever computer stuff. But he's he's very generous with his knowledge. So he's somebody who is not one of those guys who'll sit there and kind of look at you when you don't know what, what, what must be an obvious thing to him. He'll kind of take the time and be very kind of... A, um, embracing and sort of say, okay, no, but at least that's what we do with this. And, this. and it's not in a patronizing way. It just mm. kind of takes you through what you need to know and doesn't either assume your knowledge or assume your complete lack of knowledge. You'll kind of like be open to and then steer you depending on what level you turn out to be at. So I, I kind of appreciate having people like that who are quite kind of open and um, embracing.
1: Well, it seems, seems like you have some some really cool co-workers this is the second one now that we've talked about that, that has- yeah
0: i'm talking about my co-workers a lot I'm, re- I'm repping my co-workers there. they're a good folk i mean obviously it's a it's a very mixed bag of people um, yeah so and i work at a well there's two ways of describing my work one would be to say i work in a um fast-moving logistics-based environment. Or I could say I work in a big fucking warehouse. It's basically the same <laughs> thing. So there's a, uh, I work for a, company, a large British company. I won't name just in case, you know, one of my bosses ever gets to hear this. I don't want to risk defaming them. But I'm not going to say any bad things about them, particularly. Um, obviously, you know, warehouses in the time of corona are, are, are a slightly different kind of thing. But it's a big distribution centre. Um, yeah. And I work in various roles. Uh, at the moment, I'm largely training people to do stuff and because i can do most of the stuff around the whole warehouse it's quite varied because i might be teaching people one thing one day or one thing you know something else the next or even within the shift i can move between three or four different departments teaching somebody this and then somebody that so it's kind of varied um and i'm also um at the moment i got a sort of a secondment to work as a what they call team coordinator which is kind of like a low-level manager um, which I did over the winter and the department that was in was shut for a few months while they rearranged some stuff and Mm -hmm. saved a little bit of money that's now open again and so they're ramping back up again and so they got me in coaching people how to use the different processes but also with a view to um, maybe becoming a team coordinator again when it's up and running properly hopefully so um, I get to wear a different colour hives, and most people do
1: <laughs> So, how, how's um, how different is work now with with everything with everything that's happening? How much has it changed?
0: Well, it has, it has changed quite a bit. I mean, obviously, there's a limit to what you can do within a, a warehouse because they have planned out spaces fairly tightly to begin with. So they, they 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 only allocate the amount of space you need for for process So now that that equation has changed they've had to try as best they can to rearrange things but a lot of the times it's just the, the geography if it mitigates against the changes you would naturally want to make so you know they'd have to shut down a whole side of the department to make proper social distancing so they kind of half ass it a little bit they kind yeah. of go well you know we'll close that station and then have that one open the one after will be closed but people working behind you are still like a meter behind you or a meter Uh, meter and a half so it's not it's not ideal they're putting up some plastic screens and there's a lot of kind of you know hand sanitizer and and antiviral (laughs) sprays and all kinds of things and they've rearranged how the canteen works and how the locker room works and all that kind of stuff but yeah you're still going to be within a meter of other human beings at regular intervals and when i'm when i'm training people I have a like a face visor, so I guess I'm okay. speak in my face or something by mistake, and a little um, personal and um, a speaker system. So I I speak into a little mic, and then um, it comes booming out of my chest. So I don't stand quite as near them because I have kind of a low voice. So as you can tell, it's not always <laughs> easy to hear over the sound of a busy warehouse. I disappear into the sound of the you know the conveyors sometimes. So I think put a little a speaker on on a strap, and then they can hear me from a couple of meters away hopefully but um, yeah so
1: that's i hadn't even thought about that putting speakers on your seat so people can hear you that's interesting i, mean, I wish they they'd be doing something better than what they are doing but at least it's
0: they yeah i mean it's it's weird because um the definition of what was an essential worker got pretty quickly changed here to first of all saying you know so healthcare workers okay fine and, and care workers not a problem. Emergency services okay. Food, yeah, okay. So people have to eat. But then they were like, "Well, your company sells some food, uh-huh. and you work in the bit that does all the online stuff. So that's kind of important because we all people going to the shops too much. So you can still go to work. You're an essential worker now. It's like, am I though? And it was thrown into a little bit of more sharp relief when uh, we had a security guard who unfortunately died from from uh, COVID nineteen. Uh-huh. And died quite quickly after contracting it, from what we can work out. Um, I spoke to him quite regularly as a nice fellow, um, and I'd seen him on the Friday. Um, I hadn't been stood particularly close to him, but I'd said hey to him as I was walking out the door. Hmm. A couple of days before that, I'd actually been in a in a search cubicle because they do regular random searches people leaving the premises, and I happened to hit the button and it turned red. Okay. You have to go into a little cubicle and they they don't body search you you have to just kind of turn out your pockets and put it in a little gray tray and you yeah. can look in your bag that kind of thing um so i'd done this in a in a small cubicle about you know i don't know a couple of well probably two two and a half meters square so whatever that is sort of six seven foot yeah. um and then you know on the on the that probably would have been on the i don't know monday it's Tuesday on the friday he worked on the Saturday, apparently he was, he was not feeling too well at, at home.
2: Yeah.
0: And then over the weekend he got worse. So on the Monday he called him sick. Um, obviously took a turn for the worst, was to hospital of on the Tuesday and then died on the, on the Wednesday. Wow. So literally from being working and apparently in good health, um, on the Friday by the Wednesday he was dead and it came as a bit of a shock, obviously to all of us. Um, and he wasn't—he wasn't an old guy. He was, I don't know, early fifties, um, yeah. Asian. So I don't know whether that's a factor? Because obviously we've seen the, the outcomes are, are somewhat worse for people of, um, you know, sort of black and, and minority ethnic uh, mm. backgrounds in in this country. But you don't know. I mean, I, it's always hard to unpick that from the socioeconomic factors, which I assume is more of a an element, but. You know, we 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 have so such little um, kind of developed science on on this particular infection, and yeah. it's I don't really trust what we're told about it. So, not in a conspiracy theory way, but just in you know, a politicians are telling us what they yeah yeah think will get them votes and keep them you know keep their friends making the most money sort of angle. So, so yeah, I mean that. that I think made our bosses suddenly go, oh shit, maybe we really have to go into overdrive. Because I know a couple of weeks before this guy died, they had a a system where they come around, or they did have a system where they, they, from time to time security guards would come around. So it's not just a search on your way out. Mm -hmm. It's also, they walk around with a little randomizer button and just go up to people one after the other and you hit the button. And if it turns green, you just sign your name to say you've you've been, you've got a green, yeah. outcome if it goes red then they do the little mini search so you have to turn out your pockets similar to when you're leaving um so you know these guys came around and and i said look i'm not pressing that button that's this is because we were in the early stages of yeah of uh of coronavirus but i was pretty aware that you know that little button that everyone touches might not be <laughs> the best thing yeah so i just said so i said look you know i, I don't think you should be doing these searches and i'm not going to press that button with my hand and i'm not going to come over there and because they would hold the pad while you signed it. i'm like look put the pad over there and then put your button down over there i'm going to get a, like a, a antibacterial wipe i don't know if it's antiviral but it's something yeah. and i'll touch it holding that um and then you know using my pen i will sign on your pad but not within you know a couple of meters of you guys yeah and so I did that because I thought, well, I don't want to just completely refuse outright right? Because they could probably, you know, take me from the premises or something and search me properly. So I just said, you know, that's, you know, this is what I'm going to do. and You better be okay with that. <laughs> and they kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. So they did that. And then I immediately went to talk. We did, it's a non-union um, workplace, which is another thing I'm not yes, wild about. Nice. But they do have a, what they call a business improvement group. Okay. So it does some of the things that unions normally do, but it's kind of like I don't know, the capitalist version of, of <laughs> unions. So you have a rep you can go to and say, "Hey, I'm not very happy about this thing. Can you like put it to put it to the group?" And yeah. then they will then decide if they want to take it further. But I went and found the guy because I know he, he, he our local sort of rep works in my department. So I just walk up to him, and go, Nick. This just happened. This is a ridiculous idea. <laughs> you better tell these people not to let this happen too much longer. So. He said, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound great. I said, well, you know, I don't even know why they're doing searches.
1: Yeah, I, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Like in
0: the middle of, yeah. Of, of, a, of, a, of a pandemic. Yeah, just don't get your guys coming around so that they're being exposed to it. Because nobody's in masks at this point. Nobody's in any of it.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, you know, once that guy's sick, then that that's everyone oh. that guy touches, and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. And then within within probably a, a week to two weeks of that happened, then the security guard unfortunately passed away. And then suddenly they were like, oh, we don't have any searches on, on nobody walking around doing searches in, in the building anymore. They still have searches on the on the way out. But I've noticed that you get a lot fewer red lights when you yeah. press it. So they must have changed the mathematics on how, how often they randomize that into a red a red light to search you. So they must have some kind of control over it. It's
1: pretty, pretty awful that it seems like it took somebody dying for them to...
0: Well, I mean, that's that's how it looks. I don't know if it's just that it's a big business and the wheels move slowly. So they may have been already planning to change things even before I complained that I made that much difference. But, and obviously, having somebody dive it is a pretty good accelerant in, mm-hmm. in, in that sense. You know, you, you, it's hard to ignore. You can ignore the. The bullshy coach who just said, Oh, yeah, I'm not pressing the button, but it's a bit hard to get. Yeah, well, dead security guard, maybe. Yeah, even... them and, and then So, a whole load of stuff you probably don't need to be. So, I've not seen any of those random searches anymore. And, like I say, on the way out now, they they don't go into the little cubicle to search. They just stand in their open area and you just like, put your stuff into a little gray tray and they peer at it from a few meters away and go, Yeah, that looks, you're not selling yeah. product. That's fine. and And I would say they've done some. Positive things. For example, they've guaranteed people who have to self isolate, they've guaranteed that they will be, uh, it won't count against their absence record and also they'll be paid at at
2: 100%.
0: So that's good, which um, our our government covers up to 80%. Okay. So they're chipping in the extra. So, you know, that's not a bad thing. Um, And since April, they brought in um, a sort of a, I don't know, hazard payment or whatever, 15%. Extra for anybody who actually comes in and does their shift. So, okay, you know. So, in in terms of you know naked capitalism, they're not the worst employers by a long way. They've done some some good stuff, but
1: well, so it's certainly not America.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's not. We, we come from a very different <laughs> space. Even even in a non-unionized workspace, we have a very different kind of way of approaching these things.
1: All right. Well, so, we'll um we'll move on. We'll, we we yeah. we're blurring the the intro and like the the personal stuff now, but that's okay. That works mm-hmm. out. What's your um what's your happiest memory?
0: Um, well, the obvious thing to say um, and it's it's true is my son being born. So yeah. That was a pretty good one. I mean, it was a it was a it was a mixed memory in the sense that he was born by C-section and mm-hmm. the C-section was not extremely well um, managed. So uh. um, my ex had, the basically they had, had an epidural for the pain and it hadn't worked properly. Oh. And They wouldn't initially believe her when she said that. So that was obviously very traumatic for her and it was a oh. fun thing to be, the person trying to sort of advocate for her and say, no, she really can't, she is. And they're going, no, no, it's just sensation. You think like, that, no, it's pain. Uh, like, oh, yeah, no, uh, it, no. So she literally had to pick her legs up and move them around. And they suddenly went, oh, actually, yeah, she obviously hasn't got enough. Put more in that thing. And then they pumped like a load more in, and it's still not working. So in the end, they had to knock her out. Oh, God. And just get, get the little guy out of there as quickly as possible. So that was a, and it led obviously to a lot of issues for her later, some PTSD stuff, which... Yeah. understandably because that was pretty horrible and it uh, wasn't great for our relationship because i was the person who's supposed to be making sure she was okay and yeah. i wasn't able to you know so that was a real rift but obviously leaving that part aside having somebody hand you your kid is a pretty amazing thing um and you know he was crying i took him in my arms i'd get to hold him before his mum because she had been knocked out she yeah. I held him in my arms and just spoke to him, and he immediately stopped crying, and he kind of just settled down and just kind of okay. I I think he recognised the voice because prior to his birth, I I'd been you know deliberately speaking to him through you know his mother's stomach, so you don't know how much of that sound comes through and how much of it is recognisable, but I, I I had a sort of a low, rumbly voice, so it's possible that might penetrate. (laughs) <laughs> in some way so but whether it was coincidence or whatever he, he immediately when he heard my voice just kind of like settled down and went to sleep so that was kind of quite quite emotional and, and obviously a, a happy emotion
1: the the hor- the horrible bits of that aside yes obviously that is a yeah.
0: wonderful memory
1: I, that that yeah.
0: sounds wow yeah it was, an, it, it was an intense day as you can imagine <laughs> yeah some very <laughs> intense times um but yeah, so so my boy being um that that's got to be you know, right up there
1: how old um how old is your
0: son now? he's now eighteen, so he's a, oh he's officially, he's officially a man so. <laughs> and he's a, he's a he's a big tall boy, so um but he's he's a very loving boy he's you know he's still he, he i from the age of nine, I had him with me as a single dad, and I still, yeah. but you know he was still. Have contact with his mum, but he wasn't wasn't sort of like staying there or anything. Um, and then, yeah, so he got to, you know, we got to we got to sort of develop a, a very close relationship. Um, um, so you know, even when he's now he's now old enough to be his mum's or his girlfriend or whatever he wants yeah. to be, but I'll you know we text every day and and there's lots of I love yous and he's still when I see him he's still. Hugs me even in front of his friends. So, you know, it's kind of like, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so he's a he's a, he's a good lad. Does does he still um
1: Does he still calm down when you speak to him?
0: I he does actually. It's surprising. I really? Mean, yeah. When if he if he has a row with his mum, he'll call he'll call me up and he'll be like, oh, Dad, what do, and i like, okay, Seth, just listen to this, and I'll take him through. He's own Seth. I'll take him through, and just kind of like, and it does actually kind of work because. Um, <laughs> All all his all is kind of through his childhood he would he would come to me with his issues. I mean he he had a few issues. he's, he's um his mother's Malaysian Chinese, so he's okay. sort of obviously, um not even biracial, he's multiracial because his his her her grandfather, so his great grandfather is mm-hmm. from an, another another Asian um background, which we're not entirely sure exactly what it is, because he was adopted. Okay. So he was adopted by a Chinese couple, but we think it's um, probably um, an ethnic background called Babunonia, which is um, some people who came originally out of India but then moved into China, okay. sort of inter, intermingled a little bit with the ethnic the, yeah, Chinese. But it's a it's a darker darker skinned um, kind of race, and so the grandfather was very much 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 darker than anybody else in the family. Yeah. So, and. Um, so he's got kind of a mix of my European genes, his mum's um, Malaysian, Chinese, and we think Baba Nyonya, but some kind of South Asian yeah. um, background. So if you look at him, he's a kind of a real mingled mixture of, of, of all these, which I'm sure you can relate to. But <laughs> yeah, just a bit. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So he's got my kind of height and my shoulders, but then he's. Um, He's got his mum, more his mum's kind of colouring. Um, mm-hmm. So he's got he's got almost black hair, very dark brown hair. He's got brown eyes, but they're not as brown as his mum's. His mum's are like dark brown. His are kind mm-hmm. of like more like golden, lighter brown. Because I've got, I don't know if you can see, but they're kind of blue grey. So yeah, he's got a mixture of that. And face wise, he's kind of got her features, but in whether it's just it's more manly looking on him because he's a boy. I don't know, but he kind of got some of my kind of cheap and shit so it, it kind of you know it, it, it came out good for him so um but yeah he um he's he's identified at different times with different parts of his heritage he's yeah. exploring his his age side very much which i've always encouraged him to do for a little while he um he probably swung a little bit more towards his european yeah european roots but then of course in a society where when he steps outside people will see him as really as Asian. So, or something other, you know, a lot of yeah. white people are going to look at him and go, well, he's not white. And a lot of black people are going to look at him and go, well, he's not black. I'm not sure what he is. And and <laughs> the Asian people may be more aware of his whiteness. Mm-hmm. he, you know, he's got some, some signs of that. So it's it's kind of it's a it's a whole melange which like I said you you know all about that. <laughs> Do you find
1: um is there is there any sort of struggle that you have sort of helping him address those things being someone who's european and he's i mean a, a mixture I mean,
0: I mean yeah um you know uh, I'm someone who's always had a diverse friend group and always, and and the city I live in is is quite diverse. Um, And so I've never been someone who's only surrounded by by whiteness. Yeah. Um, And when I have had to be, I worked in a town on the South Coast for a year and a half, and um, it was immensely white. It It was just awkward. Um, I didn't feel comfortable amongst that much whiteness I'll, I'll be honest um, mm. just not, in, not in the way that somebody of colour would feel awkward You know, obviously I don't have uh, a risk of it but just in in terms of, of just it's I don't know it's, it,
2: it's lack of texture it's lack of
0: um, of anything to to teach me something yeah there's nothing to get your teeth into with a with with a, a white monoculture for me.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and you know, and the food shit too. So anyway, <laughs> so what 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 um what I've tended to do is have a having <laughs> a, as much as possible kind of mix with with as many different people of different backgrounds because it's interesting. You know, if you're not you're not on this planet all that long, you might as well expose yourself to as much as and there's a difference and and, yeah. and newness as you can, so so in that sense, I, I didn't come at it too, you know, whiter than thou. But but at the same time, I'm a, you know, a blue-eyed, white Northern European, and so I don't I don't I can try to educate myself about what it's like to not be. But I'm I will always will be. So. Yeah. Always going to be a second-hand experience. So I'm always trying, I always tried with, with Seth and still try to kind of hear him and not try and kind of impose my angle on it too much because my angle might be wrong. When, yeah. Um, for all I listen and try and learn, I, the stuff I don't see, don't, don't feel because it's not my experience. So, and, and that's one of the other reasons why I've tried to make sure that even when he's living with me, that he still has lots of contact with his mom. Mm-hmm. just because there's going to be stuff that they can, or they can connect on a level that I'm just not going to have access to, which, which is, you know, it's how it should be. But yeah, I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly.
1: Uh, all right. Well, we're on the, we're on the subject of, of happiness. So we'll, we'll keep there then. Um, when, when's the last time you were happy? Like the last time you remember gen- feeling
0: genuine happiness? oh that's a good question happiness is a is a is a thing i have a complicated relationship with yeah Um, as many do in this world it tends to be rather fleeting
2: yeah
0: and and easy to forget about (laughs) Um, so i have little moments of happiness you know when i see my friend at work and and my friends on the same break pattern as me that day so we get to go and hang out a little bit or socially distanced in the in the you know the break areas yeah. or the, the canteen we can kind of like sit at the other ends of a table and you know kind of eat in some kind of proximity things like that just you know i I'm, i have a number of friends at my workplace that i'm that i'm close to in one way or another um yeah. there's one one in particular that i tend to i tend to eat meals with whenever we can and we were on the same shift pattern for a long time, so she would come. You know, we'd, we'd take our breaks all the time, and then it's kind of gone into a bit more of a. Partly because of the virus, they've they've shifted a load of people's start times around. So, and when your your friend that you normally have your breaks with starts coming in two hours later, and their breaks tend to be two hours later, so yeah. you kind of can't hang out anymore, which is a bit of a bummer. When you're working a lot of hours and you don't maybe because of the virus situation get to go out a lot and see other people. Then your workmates become important, I find. If when you're in a job like mine that's essential and still ongoing, you kind of you know, you value having a little bit of time. Even if it's just time eating a sandwich and grinning at someone across the table, it's kind of nice. Yeah. So to answer your question, well, that's a long a long lead up. I guess the <laughs> most recent time I can think of, uh, was when my my friend had been um I've been off for a couple of a couple of weeks, I had some kinda of had to self isolate because somebody in their house had symptoms and then and then I shifted match up. And I hadn't seen them for I don't know, probably only three weeks. And then we kind of like got to hang out again. So that was a little happy moment. It's only it's not anything like you're not gonna write a song about it, but it's just a kind of like little well, like this is a nice happenstance in my day. Just kinda of, and your shift goes better for it, and your day goes better, and you just oh, okay. You got to be my buddy. It was nice.
1: Yeah, I think I think the world would would be a better place if we had more songs about those small happy moments. I think we tend to like think about happiness and conceptualize happiness as this like um, it should be this grandiose mm-hmm. sort of everlasting thing. And I mean, we we don't. I don't think we experience emotions that way. I think it's fair mm-hmm. for us to say that happiness can be. Sitting across the table from a friend that you love spending time with and having a meal together.
0: Yeah, I think I think it can be. Um I mean there are there are songs about happiness. I mean it's there's so you know, there are songs that are kind of quite a simple little happiness related ones. I don't know. Um, but yes. Yes, maybe. One of the things that our, our culture doesn't celebrate enough is stuff like that, and it tries to go for the big dramatic stuff a lot. Yeah, you know? and there's not maybe enough appreciation and celebration of the the kind of ordinary, but still, you know, kind of nice or a bit ordinary, but kind of difficult. You know, it's got to be Hollywood style. You know, it's got to mm. be the big, the big things.
1: All right. Well, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you. Um... The same question that I asked the last person that was on this podcast. I'm trying not to oh. ask the same things over and over again, um, but mm-hmm. I, I think this is a good question. Um, who was uh, the last person that um, hurt you or that you hurt yeah, there is a
0: there is, that is a question um <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't always know who we hurt, do we? Right. I yeah. think there are times when so probably I did it today, or you know earlier today, not like since I woke up because that would be difficult, but, as I hurt you, but um you know there's there's little moments probably when you know you don't listen enough to somebody, and then they might be hurt by the fact you just were too busy and kind of went, oh, oh, can I just finish what I'm doing? And, and yeah. they kind of like go on, wander off and then they're kind of a bit hurt by that. So hurt can be, again, doesn't have to be big and dramatic. It right. can be just a little pang, a little barb, a little something where I spoke to directly and somebody's feelings were hurt and I didn't realise because I tend to be very direct in my mode of expression, which sometimes is not as appreciated as... You know, yeah. So I know that sometimes I will have hurt somebody and not even realized it, but in terms of being hurt,
2: ah, well,
0: I mean, there the mind does run more, rather more to the, the more dramatic, simply because I kind of forget the little ones. Yeah. I kind of forget them. Little moments where, you know, somebody said something you go well that kind of yeah it didn't feel great but I, they probably didn't mean it so yeah um i think you can make a lot of allowances for people when you're living in a in a community or whatever we call this thing yeah. um but i mean my last relationship i guess is the obvious one to pick in that that didn't end great yeah. um for for a a mixture of reasons which i'm certainly not going to claim are all the other person's fault Because, but, but yeah that that kind of the, the, if i think when was i last really kind of struggling with that but that's probably then it's probably when i was most recently kind of like up against it um how long
1: did that um how
0: long do you remember that lasting for that feeling feeling well it was it, it didn't go away too fast. Just um the circumstances I it was one of those breakups where we where, where you'd been in a relationship for a few years. So like three, four years. Yeah. Um, living living together for a couple of years. So you know you're quite enmeshed. We were engaged. It was all quite, you know so a lot of a lot of you kind of when you're in that sort of relationship, inevitably, if you're properly um, committed to the relationship, your your dreams tend to kind of intertwine. Yeah. So you don't really have you have some dreams for you, but but a lot of your core dreams are dreams for you plural. It's it's things where you are gonna do this, and you to and, and the you I'm using there as the plural when we you're gonna do these things together and you're planning that and you're gonna and then and then when that kind of like comes to an end, the pain of that, or sort of the bereavement of that, is not just the fact of losing the person from your life, because you can you can maybe manage to have them in your life in an old capacity. You can maintain a friendship, which we, yeah. you know, have have done. It's been a work, but we have done. But it's the saying goodbye and letting go of all those little dreams you had, all those big dreams. Sometimes, you know, we talk about having kids together. You kind of have to say goodbye to those kids that you kind of wanted to have. So that's that's tough. You you have to develop new things that are just yours. Because even things that were yours, you know, I've, I've had goals about my music and some recording and, and, and working on some projects. That was for me. But even that, it was coloured and flavored by the fact I was in a relationship with this person, and, I, and now I'm not. So that, Changes stuff, and obviously, it might spawn a few new songs. Probably always the fun ones, but <laughs> but so you can it can be a source of kind of creative, you know, inspiration. But also a lot of what you you were writing about there suddenly isn't really where you are because you said circumstances have changed so much. Suddenly you're like, well, okay, I've got these three half-written songs. I'm never going to write those now because those are not now what. Uh, represents me now i'm not yeah. that you know I, and i think that's that's a reflection of the fact that when 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 a relationship goes west like that and disappears you, you also are bereaved for yourself because you've lost an aspect of you that you probably won't ever get to have back. because i think when you're in a relationship with people it depends on the relationship but if you're in a, a very committed living together kind of relationship you however you try to be maintain your independence from each other and 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 lord knows you should try to maintain that yeah i'm not a big fan of that relationship where you just become a one meshed globular super person i like it to be (laughs) you're still you and you have your things i have my things and we you have your friends i have my friends and we have this nice area overlap we also have nice areas of difference that we can still share with each other and like because if if you overlap completely you become one big circle in the Venn diagram of life then that must get so boring so quickly because you, you know everything about them because they are, they're all your things That yeah. oh you love that I love that. That, that that just seems like just a really slow death to me so I wouldn't want to be that but you do inevitably in that kind of relationship have areas where you merge in some ways and when the person is no longer with you either because they've you know, obviously passed on or because the relationship has, has ended, yeah. then you've got to kind of come to terms with that in yourself. I lost that. I'll never be that thing that, I, that we were. That's never going to happen that exactly like that. Now, it could be that you're going to be something better or develop a, a much better sense of yourself as an individual and as a separate entity, and that's what I've been working on, is, is refinding me as me rather than me as one half of the couple beast. But, but there is a there is a bereavement to go through, and that shit's tough. That's tough. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sure you've been there. Uh, um, any idiot still listening uh, to me waffling <laughs> on? Hopefully, they might go, "Yeah, yeah, me, I know what that feeling is like." <laughs> and uh, you know, and when you're when you're you know old with a hoary grizz, grizzled gray beard <laughs> like that you've been down this path uh, a few times in different ways and you just keep kind of going up okay so what i what i have done since that because you asked about the plane, the, and then you know i i don't really want to go into i think it really needs me to go into the details of what was done because it's yeah, like yeah. whatever we broke up it they I had met someone else as a friend and it wasn't really a friend and anyway, then it something happened and ended. that's, that's the, that's the cliff notes. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it's the, you have, you have to change rapidly or die at yeah. that point. You have to just kind of go, do you know what? I, I either won't survive this or, I'm gonna to have to completely rebuild a whole load of stuff about myself, really, as much as anything else just and 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 work out right what are my priorities now what where am I gonna devote my energies and what I decided was friendships family and me as well that's that's the yeah. pillar of that new edifice. I just kind of went you know. I looked at what relationships in my life I had consistently felt happiest in giving to and felt I got most from. Yeah, And I think about, I've got a good friend. I've been friends with her for 16, 17 years. We met online back way back in the day <laughs> and, and we just, we are friends. We just got a connection and we maintained that through, many different you know, her being in a relationship with somebody, me being in a relationship with somebody, both as being single, but just and we've just kept that thread of our friendship in a very kind of strangely pure and beautiful way. We've not we've not kind of muddied it or kind of got it too tangled. We've just kind yeah. of you know what to the extent that I can say I love you and she'll say she loves me and we've we'll you know been saying that shit for years and, and it's not ever misunderstood between us what we mean by that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's just a really healthy relationship.
1: When was the, uh, when was the last time you cried?
0: Um, I cried. I'm not, I'm not a huge crier. Um, although I think it's a very valid form of expression, but when probably I, I, what, what I find is I often don't cry when I'm most upset. Yeah, I just kind of like lockdown, down at that point, I'm just kind of hold it together. But what I find out, I then will cry out is other things. It'll be my friend's cat, don't and yeah. that'll just really upset me because because I know how upset they are about it. And then I, you know, I'm talking about now, my eyes are getting watery. They're doing. Yeah. I might even think of a particular friend or a particular cat. It's just the idea of it. Yeah. Um. Or you know, somebody else will be in pain and I want to help and I can't and it will be things like that where I just it's overwhelming um, and probably you know there's all kinds of shit going on that I should probably get therapy for one day and, <laughs> and then the workout it all comes down to me at the end of the day it was actually my pain that I was experiencing but, but I, 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 it very much feels like I'm kind of I'm more affected sometimes by other people's struggle and other people's sadness than and the things that directly make me sad. I mean, um, the last thing I remember getting upset personally is um, my my mum is, um, she has dementia. Okay. She's in a, a nursing home, which yeah. obviously at the moment is particularly not the greatest setup to be in. She should go by 24 hour care. So she's there in her nursing home and we can't really communicate with her. And even though it's nearby and I could go around and tap on the window and get, you know, some kind of, she, she's not, the level of function she's at now is that she would not really understand what was going on enough for that to be a, a genuine interaction. So if I'm in the room with her, I can hold a hand and I can talk to her. Then she, she gets who I am for at least some time. But, it, that's that over you know every time i see her it's less and, and i haven't been able to see her for a while because first of all at the moment nobody's allowed to visit and anyway even for a few weeks before that was made law i didn't visit because i'm not you know i'm not going to be the, the reason my mum gets yeah you know covid 19 so i was already deliberately not introducing her to any you know, viruses that i might come into contact with so i've not seen her except a couple of pictures taken by staff and sent to my stepdad i've not seen her for a while and i don't know there was like a couple of times when that's got got a bit overwhelmingly obsessing just thinking about well you know will i ever get to spend time with her again and if i do is it going to be you know how much how much is left of her because mm-hmm when you have dementia, it's noticeable when it gets to the point it's at now that, you know, there's less retention, there's less engagement and less able to, uh, less ability to, I don't know, to to just kind of process what's in front of her, yeah. you know. You can't show her a screen and say, look, here's a picture of my brother. She won't she'll nod and smile but she doesn't get what that is you, yeah. could, you could hold up you could hold up a, you know anything and say this is a, this is a picture of." and she would oh yeah and she'll remember who i am for a little bit but then she'll get a bit confused and she'll tell one of the care workers i'm somebody else i'm like mm, well actually i'm <laughs> no it's sam you know so it's a bit like that um,
1: Are you, so, um... Are you concerned that that's something you're gonna to have to deal with in an old age?
0: I mean, it's it it has come to my mind to think what happens if that happens. And what happens if that happens is that I take an early out on that one. I don't yeah. I'm not I won't be in that position. Um so, you know, it'll be a, either I'll, you know, get a hold of class A drugs and take up hang gliding, or I'll <laughs> I'll go to you know Switzerland or the Netherlands or somewhere that has a you know a program for that kind of thing and I'll yeah. take care of business myself so that's a that's a strong resolution to have both because I don't want to be just drifting away like that and also I don't want my loved ones to be in the position of having to deal with that for years potentially how do you think um so
1: have you have you talked to your your son about that at all like how you feel about
0: Um, a little bit a little bit Um, he knows that's that's my put it this way if it's a a thing that that ends up looking like a thing that's going to have to happen then we will have a lot more in that conversation yeah Um, I've I've mentioned I've kind of said that's my position so he understands that it's my position I don't know if he understands the position fully because he's 18 yeah to me, or to, to him, I'm, you know, I mean, you know, my numerically my age is getting up there, but I, I'm not an old dad in that that way. I, I, you know, a lot of his friends have got quite elderly parents, even though mm. they're not. They might not be older than me, particularly, but they can't. You know, some people they hit twenty one and they just turn into their mums and dads and yeah. just get awfully set in their ways and just awfully sort of my, my I've never really gone down that route I just kind of try and remain wet concrete so I still can take an impression <laughs> of them from, from what I come into contact with I don't want to be too kind of like old and set in my ways so he still sees me as a young dad even though you know my birth certificate starts to disagree and disagrees more every year, but um i don't think he quite gets it but he you know he's a smart boy so he will get it if it it becomes necessary
1: all right well, well we'll move on to the uh the last bit here um and we'll wrap.
0: Oh, up. lightning round. Yeah, let's do yes. lightning round. Well, so
1: I, I I'm not going to do it like a, a kind of like a lightning round. I did a lightning round with the last person. Um, but I want to switch up this last segment to make it um, fun each time. The, the last time I just asked them open-ended mm-hmm. questions and they answered them. But this time I'm going to give you a bunch of multiple choice questions. Um, and you can only pick nice. from the yeah, choices that I've given you. Good choice. All right. Oh, I hate multiple choice. Okay. No, we're gone. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to play? Um, shit, I did this last time. I don't. I don't have a name for this. Are you ready to play? Uh, I don't, Rick, pick an answer. Ring yeah. my bell. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Um, which is uh, most likely to happen in December of this year, given the the year that we've had? Um, mm-hmm. A. A giant mm-hmm. alien invasion. Uh, B. Uh, the moon explodes. C. Scientists accidentally solve the singularity and create a, a black hole that swallows the Earth. Or uh, D, Murder Hornets 2, microscopic murder bugs
0: that uh, attack your DNA? Oh, man. They're, they're really good options. <laughs> I don't think the moon's going to explode. I'm going to rule that one out. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, what was A again? I forgot. Uh, A was Giant Alien Invasion. Yeah, Alien Invasion. I'm going to Alien Invasion. <laughs> um that's i'm, I'm partly biased because i would really really like there to be an alien invasion but um <laughs> yeah alien invasion, do it i, I, I want i, I want to leave so let's 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 have that happen. all right uh,
1: you wear you wear you have to wear one color for the rest of your life um which of the following do you choose okay uh, hot pink mm-hmm. uh, neon yellow mm-hmm. powder blue or candy mm-hmm.
0: red Ooh. Um, I'm going to do a pad of blue. Uh, it's very impractical. It's a really <laughs> bad idea. Um, but I, it would match my eyes. So I think you look quite good.
1: All right. So you have to choose um, one animal to board with, uh, meaning you live with them and they kind of get their own space and blah, 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 right? Um, okay. Which do you think would make the worst roommate? Mm-hmm. A, a kangaroo. B, Mm -hmm. a chimpanzee on acid. C, Mm -hmm. a great white shark. Or D, a bull in a red apartment.
0: Well, I'm glad I chose powder blue for (laughs) a start. Because actually it could have been awkward. Um, The worst. Yes. Well, I mean, there's a... There's a question I have to ask about the great white shark is that it, it tends to live in the water. So would I have a very watery apartment? Would I be having to swim around with it? Or would it kind of like have its own room that's watery and I get like dry land?
1: Uh, he, 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 she or them, I don't know. I don't know the, the gender dynamics of, of, of shark species. but I don't
0: know how that works. Um, that's why I went with it, but that's kind of rude, I suppose. We'll go with they. Basically.
1: They, they... um. They have water in the places that they need to go.
0: But, okay, so I would have a little bit of separation. I could stay on my dry land and, like, Sharky, you just, you know, (laughs) eat your your flesh over there. It's fine. (laughs) I mean, I I kind of think sharks are cool, and I kind of like them, I must admit. And I'm not very scared of them, um, despite having watched all those movies when I was younger, because, you know, you're more likely to die Walking down the stairs, than you are with a shark attack, or, or or just. I mean, I saw some graph recently, some infographic where you know, kangaroos have killed more people than sharks, for example. So, right. you know. so great white's out. No great white. Yeah, shirt. I think. The, I don't think it's the great white. The only thing was a, I guess I did a water feature in the place, so that's going to be good. So yeah, great white's out. Um I think. I mean, a bull would kind of shit a lot. That's not great, <laughs> but I. I I don't know how much it would actually go for the red stuff because I think that I think there's an element where it goes for the, the movement more than more mm-hmm. the color. So probably not, probably not the bull. The bull might be okay. Bulls okay. I mean, cows are kind of cool. So a bull would probably be okay. All right. Bulls out. We'd, we'd make buddies. Um I wonder if it's going to be the kangaroo, you know? Because they're pretty aggressive. Those things. They're massive. Kangaroos. They big space. Are not, are not they, kind animals. No, they're not cute. They're not cute. They're, 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 I, so I, I'm going to go for all that they. I mean, they look good. Yeah, I, I have watch a nature documentary about them, but I'm not sure I want to share my living space with a kangaroo. So <laughs>
1: kangaroo. Which best describes Americans in general? A, a guy that doesn't tell you he got bit by a zombie. B, the guy who eats the last slice of pizza and doesn't ask if anyone else wants it. C, the guy who goes to your favorite food spot and doesn't ask if you want anything. Or D, the guy who gets too drunk at a party jumps off the balcony and gets the party shut down. Well, that's D. D <laughs> oh, that was, <laughs> you were for D. sure. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so you have to choose a body part to lose. Um, which of mm. the following do you pick? Your pinky, mm-hmm. your big toe, an mm-hmm. ear, mm-hmm. or the divider between your nostrils?
0: I'm going to go for the ear, please. Um, I, I play, as I said, I play guitar and I do various things with my fingers that I would really like to carry on doing. So I'm going to, it's not going to lose my fingers. Dividing um, right between the nostrils, you, you just have one big hole. And I've got quite large nostrils. So that wouldn't be a. a, a imagine the <laughs> mess when you got a cold. No. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Because I, and I could always tell people, I it's a Van Gogh thing. Like, ah, there you go. I, I should say the, the British say Van Gogh, by the way. You guys say Van Gogh.
1: Van Gogh, you say Van Gogh.
0: Van Gogh. People from you know the Netherlands and Belgium around there say Van Gogh. Okay. But I'm going to go in between. I'm not going to be too pretentious. and go Van Gogh. <laughs> But I'm also not quite ready for Van Gogh, so I'm going with <laughs> Van Gogh, which is like a kind of in between.
1: I I, I won't blame you for for not mimicking Americans. That that's no. a that's a yeah that's right. You can breathe and live on one of these planets, um, but oh, I like this one. you have to go alone. Which of the planets? Which which of the planets do you choose? Mars, Venus, mm-hmm. Pluto and this is this is the most obvious choice that I'm gonna put in here because I have to but I I couldn't I couldn't let this joke go Um, D Uranus
0: (laughs) beautiful Uranus is beautiful it's a very beautiful gaseous (laughs) globe Um, it is it's very beautiful I've 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 you know spent Long, long times on the internet, uh, admiring its its, its <laughs> wild and wonderful gas's beauty. But uh, I don't know. I think I am going to have to go for Venus, and the reason I am going to go for Venus is a very practical one: that it's physically closest to Earth. And I know that it's a bit of a mess and it's too hot, but it's kind of close to the Goldilocks zone. Okay, so it'd have to be either that one or Mars. So it is two and mars has has solid land that could have water, so you could obviously argue for that one, but it's a bit colder yeah. so i'm going to go where it's a little bit warm because uh, you know that's what i'm feeling
1: okay this 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 one is tendered not uh, uh is tailored to you specifically um true or false Margaret Thatcher is dead, um, and her grave is a gender neutral bathroom <laughs>
0: Well, that's a big, fat yes. Yeah, Margaret <laughs> Thatcher is um, certainly dead, which I, I, I think, you know. Uh,
1: which, uh, which century would you prefer to live in? Uh, a, the 1700s, B, the 1800s, C, the 1900s, or D, the 100s? Hmm.
0: You can tell the noises I'm making, <laughs> about that one, a lot harder than Americans jumping off the balcony. Um, <laughs> ooh, difficult. So 1700s, right, let me think, well, I know, the 1700s. I mean, he has, you know, obviously, the uh, War of Independence for the States. Um, I
2: mean,
0: I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of any of those hundreds because um, <laughs> there was there was an awful lot of oppression and, and awfulness going on. Um, when was it at its peak? Um, I, don't know. I mean, the 1900s was the beginning of some kind of. Social justice awareness amongst the out the, the population, people maybe, as industrialization moved towards a kind of a time where people started having a little more time mm. um, there was more time to spend on thinking about making the world a better place but they weren't very good at it either, i have to <laughs> say they were really not very good at it um i'm gonna go with the 100s the 100s
1: I, th- I also thought yeah. the 100s was was the obvious answer here
0: i think it's 100s. just i don't i i it could it, it's it's a bit of a shot in the dark i just think it, literally yeah, literally, exactly. Start in the <laughs> start in the Dark Ages. But I I just think that the others have are, are, are too many unappetizing things that I would not cope well with. That, <laughs> that This one might too, but I mean, it would be fucking interesting.
1: All right, so you are forced to care for a full-grown dinosaur as a pet. But oh, you can good. pick from the following. Uh, which would you okay. prefer to take care of? Um, a T-Rex... Okay. A pterodactyl, a giant chicken, because nice. chickens chickens are, are descended from, from dinosaurs, and I'm counting that in here. They are. Or they
0: are. D, um, a trumposaurus. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'll rule out D, because I would, I would probably have to strangle it. Um, <laughs> the T-Rex is probably like a giant chicken, in fairness, in a lot of ways but I'm not sure the eggs would be as tasty.
1: No, they would not.
0: Uh, No. Um, So I'm going to go for the giant chicken. Giant chicken.
1: Giant chicken seems great, because then you you also get giant eggs.
0: Giant eggs, yeah, and I do like an egg, as you know.
1: (laughs) You can be a figure from Christianity slash Catholicism. Which of the four would you like to be the least? Mm. Um, Eve, Jesus... The Holy Spirit,
0: or the guy who brought myrrh it's <laughs> nice. one of the magi. Um least I mean, I wouldn't fancy the crucifixion aspect of being Jesus, but there would be some upsides I mean you could you could also you could walk on the water yeah, for example, and you know. You'd get to, you know, hang out with Middle Eastern sex workers. So that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, spear in the side. But probably, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have to have the same life. You could just go. You know what? I'm not doing that shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I know. I know you had this whole idea, You got know, to be on Earth to redeem mankind for the sins. But you know what? I've seen mankind, and I'm not down alternative so, history where, where
1: jesus yeah. defies god jesus
0: just goes jesus goes you know what i'm not going to do any of that shit i'm just going to do what i really came here to do which is be a socialist revolutionary in 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 palestine oh, and just fight the damn romans and just <laughs> just look after look after the people help the underdog and you know feed people with a few little conjuring tricks so i don't again that, that was that jesus could be a a good answer. I'm looking for the one I would least want to be, right? Right. Eve. Now Eve's an interesting character. Eve. I mean, if we are to believe the story, and for the purpose of this, we, we have to, because otherwise we just it doesn't make any sense. So if it went if it played out as Eve is described as playing out, then
1: I mean, you are the, the downfall of, of the entirety of
0: mankind. Well, yeah, but I mean, we've already established that Jesus gets to not redeem mankind for its sins. So sure. I, I reckon we can say, do you know what, maybe, maybe Eve doesn't, we that. might, we might still taste that fruit, but we're going to be clamoring about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. We won't <laughs> pluck the fruit where the serpent can see. We'll just have a little nibble. We can blame it on the bees. So, I think I think Eve could have, could have definitely played that more more um, smartly. Um, or perhaps wisely is a better word. Mm. Um, so, who else did we have? We had um, the, whole, the guy who brought the myrrh.
1: Yeah, I can't remember the
0: their, their names.
1: I, I don't know their names. That's why. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, they or the Holy names, Spirit. But... So we're down to the Holy Spirit or the guy that brought myrrh.
0: Yeah. Do I want to be an incorporeal, or incorporeal being who goes around impregnating? teenage Palestinians that might not be my strong suit <laughs> I suspect I mean being divine quite nice incorporeal might have its strong points but then you you yeah. I don't know maybe I maybe I would maybe I wouldn't mind that as long as I got to decide about the whole shagging people's wives I wouldn't do that part, I think I know maybe you might, you might quite enjoy it, but I don't think it's my, think it's my strong suit. Uh, so least likely to be the man who brought the myrrh. I'm going to go for him, yeah, partly fair. because none of, us can name, none of us can name him, so he's clearly missed out on the fame stage, which is sad. You're in the Bible. You brought some fucking myrrh. You ought to at least have, be called like, hey, it's, you know, you fat, the fucking myrrh guy. But no, he's just that wise man um, <laughs> and he he was symbolizing the fact that jesus would die right the myrrh was oh, a, God, something I, that I, was I, used in it was used it was used in in, in burial preparations oh you you know much so, more about that than i do but I, uh, that's all i know that's all i know about myrrh. You know, if, I, I, if I have one more facts but i'm getting it out so it, yeah. he he, he have been an interesting guy he was coming through a baby shower and going huh you're gonna die
1: yeah, I, so, I don't know if I want to be the guy that shows up to Jesus's baby shower I, and say, "Hey, you're gonna die."
0: That's that's exactly where I'm at. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're gonna go with not, not mer-dude. Yeah, merman. I was thinking, I was thinking not,
1: not, not, not merman. As, as we're going, the to other kind him. of merman I will happily be, but not this merman. Yeah, yeah, mostly because yeah. I didn't want to be the person that brought mer, but now with the symbolism of it, I definitely would not be want to be be merman. Okay, which. Which celebrity would you rather see run for office than Kanye West? A. Charlie Sheen. B. 1996 Robert Downey Jr. C. Mel Gibson or D. Morrissey? Oh, God.
0: (laughs) Oh, what a list you've given me. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm I'm going to pick Morrissey. Okay. Uh, For one specific reason, because I've met him. So, he was an absolute queer icon when I was a teenager growing up and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, a kid and all that. And so, I didn't always agree with his views, but a lot of his views were pretty, you know, the kind people have a wonderful dream. Margaret on the guillotine, for example, (laughs) was one of his lyrics. So, that, that can cut somebody a bit of slack for that, but obviously in his recent years, he seems to become an awful right-wing, at least enabler of right-wing racism, whether he's mm. a, a right-wing racist himself, I don't know. Um, but for a while there, he had some definite values that I could go along with. And he he brought kind of weird queerness onto the TV screens of of, of the world. And mm. for that, in the same way that I can I can have time for David Bowie, despite some of the shit that we found out he did, or I can have an amount of time for, you know, well, I mean, I have a lot of time for Prince, who also very much kind of brought queerness into the, the public mm-hmm. eye. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with him. I've met the guy. He was nice to me. Um, I... I feel that I could connect with him and say, "Look, Mozart." Okay, <laughs> I was, I was, I was born about thirty miles from Manchester, so I, I, you know, we're almost, you know, on the same, same sort of part of the world. We ought to be able to relate. He was from a working class background. We ought to be able to relate about that stuff. He was clearly a pretty asexual queer dude, mm. who went up in a northern working class area. I, I, I can relate on on various levels to this shit, but I would say that. Um, Think, look, do you remember that gig you did in Belgium while I was there? Actually with with the um, the hot tub Bailey's friend, she was there too. So <laughs> a little callback for you because I know you like those. And uh, and also, so you can't edit my story out from all of won't make any fucking sense. Uh, I've worked in radio, I'm a yeah. But yeah, so Morrissey, I, I met the guy, he 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 was doing a thing where he asked people from the audience to answer a question. Uh and I was the blonde guy at the front because I had a more hair back then than I had now, wearing a belted coat. And he obviously picked me out and handed me the microphone. And I gave him my, my answer. And um, and then before I handed it back, I decided to have a little chat with him because you do. So I asked him a couple of questions and he's like, oh, I can't, I can't answer physical questions. But we had a little, a little kind of tune for fro. So I think that he became, you know, if you ran for office, I could contact him and say, look, do you remember that? Tall but mysterious stranger in that Belgian uh, concert. We had a little <laughs> moment talking. Well, you know, I'm from I'm from very close to where you grew up, and and I'd like to explain to you exactly why the path you were on in recent years is not the path you should take. But we could use the fact you have built that up in order to suck in some of those right wingers. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we're we're going we're going Morrissey for 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 the trojan horse then we're going morrissey morrissey for the trojan horse i
0: reckon we could get into the trojan horse
1: all right well thank you for coming on sam thank you for having me it was a um it was definitely a pleasure to have you here it's nice to speak to you again
0: well it's nice to be here um i hope you don't have too much difficulty